Hi, my name is Sarah. My name is Mujib. And welcome to another episode of Let's Get To It. This is episode 19. That's right. And we are going to speak on the topic of communication. Mm-hmm. That sounds fitting for the 19th episode. I mean, we've <laughs> learned in 19 episodes the best ways to communicate with each other over this microphone, so that's pretty nice. We have, and actually I will, I think this is an, a perfectly good opportunity to say that someone reached out to me yesterday that just started listening to our podcast, mm. and she found it quite refreshing in the way that we communicate with each other. She mm-hmm. thought it was really natural and authentic, and she really appreciated it. Nice. Perfect. So, yeah. So, <laughs> kudos to us. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, that's kind of like the the theme of our podcast anyway, is like being natural and authentic, you know, being like coming as you are and speaking what comes to your heart, what's on your mind, you know, and I think that that really leads nicely into this episode as well, you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, Communication is just so important for for everything that you do and all the relationships that you have. Mm -hmm. Um, And communication can get so scrambled and be the reason for so many arguments or disagreements or, you know, just kind of think classically like, you don't understand me or you're not listening Mm. or, um, you know, and I think it's, at our very root as human beings, we want to be heard. We want to have what we say validated. Um, so, you know, and just everything about communication from the way you say something, your tone, the intention, the impact, your body language. There's just so many things. Totally. Yeah. So many ways to communicate. You know. So many ways. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I really think about like um, pre almost like defining people or holding people to certain roles or, you know, we talk a lot about like the way that somebody might view you off the bat is going to kind of influence the way that they approach you. You know, if if I'm not carrying myself in a way that looks respectable, then I'm probably not going to be approached in a very respectable way Mm -hmm. as far as the definitions of what somebody deems a respectable person is supposed to look like. Um, which is, a, it's a catch-22, especially yeah. in 2020, because you have this new, very wide spectrum of what a boss is supposed to look like. Right. You know, it's everything from tattoos on your face to the same three-piece button-up suit. You, anybody that you have, you know, any, any identification or any sort of, like, expression that you could have has the opportunity to be a boss now. So, mm-hmm. you know, we... I. I have this really kind of recurring thought that's like if folks haven't really caught up to that being the reality then everything is always like a step behind you know like that person's communication style is always a step behind because you don't realize that the person that you're talking to might be the owner of the business that you're in or you know the you might not realize that the the person who we're saying and want to speak to your manager is actually the manager you know something like that so i think that you know in communication just period now and going forward is very much like leave preconceptions at the door Mm -hmm. you know don't don't necessarily assume that we know about this person who we're about to communicate with I, I think about that a lot in my relationships where I might be in a very close relationship with somebody to the point where you know we have to remind each other like I can't actually read your mind Mm-hmm. And a lot right. of this conflict is coming from the fact that, like, we're so intertwined with each other, you know, you could look over to 
be looking for your phone and not say anything to me and I might be like your phone's over there because right. in the context I know that you're looking you can only be looking for your phone looking around like that mm-hmm. and I saw your phone over there that sort of thing um, but there's a there's a trap in that right because then you start to assume that I should always know where your phone is and if I don't know where your phone is then maybe I'm an asshole for that but in reality <laughs> no yeah. like you shouldn't assume that I can read your mind or that every Thing that's going on with you is on the front of my mind mm, mm. and that can't be like the basis of communication especially in those kind of intimate relationships where we are so intertwined with each other um, that can lead to a lot of that kind of butting heads or miscommunication because I you know we I'll say this a couple of different ways throughout the episode but um, the way that I'll say it right now is just like that we're not actually reading each other's minds we're right. not I can't hold you accountable for what you're supposed to know about what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so many things. Um, Just because communication is such a broad topic. And this will probably just seem a little off kilter, but, you know, we, the conversation goes where it goes with us. (laughs) I think about the weaponization of silence Mm -hmm. is a big one for me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's what we don't say Mm -hmm. and when we don't say it. And, and I know that's sort of an aggressive way to, (laughs) to frame it. But um, speaking very personally, in, in my household growing up, sort of not speaking, it, it was kind of like an act of punishment, you know, like, you know, we might say get the, getting the silent treatment. Mm. Um, and that has stuck with me. Like if someone is not willing to talk, um, I, get, I start to get really anxious. And what I've actually had to learn is that sometimes it's okay. Sometimes people need time. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe you live in a small space, so you can't really, you know, take a time out. So if, if your partner or someone, you know, that you're living with or, or sharing space with needs time and they need to be silent, it's not necessarily an, an act of aggression. Mm-hmm. They may just need to take a few minutes or, you know, um, and I know I'm somebody that's, that's always immediately seen that as problematic mm-hmm. just in, in my upbringing, like the silence was, it was either, you know, in what someone wasn't saying, then my mind was left to wander. Either they're upset, they're disappointed, they're angry with me. It's mm-hmm. like my mind filled in the blank mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where they weren't telling me what they were thinking. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and unfortunately, I always typically went to the negative. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's something I often think about, too, is the power of, of silence. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean it, it, it's, it's a bad thing. But I know that's like a trigger for me. Right, right. No, it's like the idea of being in the doghouse or something yeah. like that. You know, like I'm, I, maybe I'm super bubbly with you all the time, but you piss me off, and now I'm giving you the cold shoulder. Yeah. That idea, yeah. And I'm like, why aren't you? Why aren't you saying anything? Why are you talking to me? What's wrong? <laughs> right. What are you thinking? You know, I immediately like go right there, and, and that's that really leads me to think about something as well, which is uh, uh, communication styles. Yeah. You know? And because we we have such so much of our defined personality, like what you're talking about, is based on that history, that, right. that based on our past experiences, how we, how we came up, what it was in our, our household, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you and I are communicating, like we didn't grow up in the same house, so maybe in, in my household, like silence meant I'm giving room space you know I'm giving you I'm giving you the floor I'm giving you the floor exactly (laughs) I'm I'm leaving it open it's it's here for you to take advantage of but you know because our communication styles might be different um you see it as one thing and I see it as the other so um it makes me really think about like uh 
So if you have two people in a relationship and one person is like, I need to process things like right on the spot. Like Mm -hmm. I need to, I'm used to being able to have these big back and forth. Like I'm going to say something, then you're going to say something. I'm going to say something, you're going to say something. And if I say something and you don't say anything, then it's my experience that you're not listening to me. Mm. Or it's my experience that you're ignoring me. Or it's Mm -hmm. my experience that I'm boring you or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And then you flip the coin and the other person's like, well... I'm actually just giving you room to finish because it's my experience that when somebody is that heated about something that you don't cut them off. If somebody Mm -hmm. is really trying to express themselves, then you give them ample space to express themselves. And, you know, I've had situations where like in these relationships, like I'm a processor, like I want to process everything. Like I want to know from now to the end of this conversation, like, where do we stand? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, And then getting into conversations and and into conflict with people that are like, that's not how I am at all. Like, Mm. I actually need to sit with this for an hour. I need to be quiet. I need to be silent. I need to be distant from you for an hour so I can process everything that you're saying and come back to the table. So with that, a lot of that communication is just understanding the difference in those communication styles and realizing that like okay I can meet you a little bit halfway like I can stop talking and say look can we come back in 15 minutes Mm. and then that person could say okay maybe I don't need a whole hour I'll be back in 15 minutes and we can process because I'm going to try to meet you in the middle that sort of idea um a lot of this is reverse engineered though this has come from (laughs) arguments and conflicts (laughs) and you know having to kind of take that extra step or go that extra mile to decide like this relationship is worth figuring out how to communicate with each other Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. a way that everybody's fulfilled yeah yeah it's it's yeah i mean communication is so interesting because there's there's just so many ways to communicate and um yeah it is based in so many different things your previous experiences they're how you grew up, where you grew up is, are you primarily communicating in English or another language? Uh, Is someone's first language English or not? Their only language? Is it sign language? Is it, you know, there's just so many, so many things there. Um, You know, in my relationship, my, my partner, English is not his first language. Um, He's a great English speaker, but you know, we sometimes have these communication hangups just over, over words. Mm -hmm. And so it's really, it's kind of heightened in our relationship where very early on I had to learn to, to say like, I I don't understand you or I didn't understand what you said. And that, and that not being rude, but I want to, I want to understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So could you, can you tell me again? Um, and even that sort of leads me to actually think of, um, again another tangent here um people's names and the pronunciation of people's names Mm. and how important it is um to get that right and if you don't understand how you know if someone introduces themselves to you and and you didn't get the name or you don't understand how to say it that it's okay it's polite to say i'm sorry i didn't get that could you say your name again Mm -hmm. so that you can say it right and and again my experience with my partner, whose name is Dariush, which is not a very common name in North America, um, he often will have to say it multiple times. Or it's a, <laughs> it's a couple different things. There'll be people who I could, you know, you can kind of tell they didn't really get it or they're not sure, but then they don't say anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, okay, nice to meet you. <laughs> um, 
and then they never really try to address him personally again after that, which is unfortunate because, like, he has a name. Um, and then there's people who say, oh, I'm sorry, I've, you know, I'm not familiar with that name. Could you say it again? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he'll say it again, and, and, it's, and it's great. Someone actually takes a stab at it, and it, it might not be something that, you know, the Anglo tongue could pronounce initially. <laughs> Um, but you break it down, and it's not that difficult to get it right if you're listening and you and you give it a try. And, and he works with young kids, and um, I don't have permission to share this story, but, um, well, it's my podcast, and it's... <laughs> <laughs> so he, when we met, um, he introduced himself as Darius, mm. um, which is, you know, the anglicized version of, of his name, Dariush. Oh, wow. wow. Um, and... You know, I said, okay, but I, I knew enough to when I heard him communicating with members of his family that that wasn't the name that they used. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to know how to say, your, like, what's your actual name? <laughs> and, um, and, and in the beginning of that process, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need to say it a couple times, but I'm going to call you by your name. Mm-hmm. Like, that's important to me. I'm not going to call you Darius. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not your name. Um, and it isn't. And so we, we went through that early on. Um, and I usually butcher his last name, and he makes fun of me all the time he makes sure that I <laughs> he tells me how bad I am at it which is fine but um but we got to a point where his his the answering machine on his phone was um not his name it was an Americanized version of his name and I just brought it up to him and I said you know I it's really none of my business this is a per- personal thing for you but my two cents is I think you should have your name on your answering machine mm. Um, and he was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I should. <laughs> um, and it may seem small, but it, it's actually really significant. Like have your name. This is your, this is your phone. This is your answering machine. This is your, your digital introduction. You know, like, you know, this is your chance to announce like, this is my mailbox and leave me a message. So he changed it. And then he started working with, with kids. He's an after school teacher. And I remember him just coming home one day and being like, wow, like the kids all got my name, like on the first try. Mm. And it just kind of like takes me back to sort of that, just kids and youth. And it's like, it, it you know, it was no thing. Right. It wasn't weird. It wasn't strange. Um, it was just, it was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, well, they don't is, have the same preconceptions. And yeah, so, right. You know, they don't have a predefined thing that says that they don't know how to pronounce exotic names. Quote right, unquote. right. <laughs> you know, and um and and it but it was just really cool and it was and it was cool for him and I'm like yeah that's that's awesome you know that that is that's your name and I'm like yeah just it's gonna take the grown-ups and the adults like a little extra work <laughs> um, but you know to anybody who that you know who's you know encountered folks that you know that might have a name that just doesn't sound familiar to you like it's it's not being rude by asking for them to pronounce it again or to help you get it right. Um, it's actually like, that's what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's rude not to, right. you know, and then to sort of avoid, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm, and I'm not saying this like, because I've done that thing. Mm. I'm, I'm a hundred, like, I'll be clear. I have a hundred percent met people before and thought, okay, oh shit, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck that up. And then I'm like, I can't say it again. Uh, I'm going to, uh-huh. I'm just going to butcher their name. And then, and then being too afraid mm. to ask for clarification, uh-huh. like as if that's problematic. Um, 
and I'm very glad that I don't do that anymore. But I've done that before, and and I, and it, I mean, it, those of you listening, I think you can. I think we can all think of a situation <laughs> where that's been the case. Or even let's forget about maybe you. Maybe you've never had that encounter when you meet somebody and then you forget their name, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you see them again. And you're like, shit. Right. right. <laughs> Who is that? Yeah. And it's just so funny. We get into this like, you know, what are people going to think? Or you know, it's and it's perfectly fine to. Hey, you know what? I am so sorry. I forgot your name. Really? Could you just remind me? I know your face, or what? You know, whatever it yeah. is. And I just, but it becomes like a uncomfortable situation. Well, it goes back into that. Like, it's like, how much do you actually want to communicate with this person? Mm. Like, is are they are they worth enough to take the moment out and acknowledge? that I forgot your name you know mm, what I mean like mm. are you is it worth enough are you worth enough to me for me to actually know what your name is mm. or do I just not care and okay see you later I don't know what that person's name was you know what I mean mm. like I'm I I have a, a charming way of of asking for people's names when I've forgotten their names because often oftentimes like I will fill in the blank in my mind mm. so I'll be like what's your name again and the mm. person will be like oh my name is Stephanie I'm like, oh, great. I was going to call you Samantha. I'm glad mm. I asked. You know what I mean? Smooth. Because it's like, <laughs> because I definitely don't want to yeah. say the wrong name. Yeah. I don't want to call it. I called somebody the wrong name the other day and, you know, walked away from them. And immediately upon walking away from them, I was like, damn, I called that person the wrong name. Yeah. And like, granted, the person that was standing next to them looked like somebody whose name I pulled out of the hat and the name sounded similar and same letters, same, you know, number of syllables and everything. But at the same time, like, taking that moment to be able to say, like, oh, damn, like, I called that person the wrong name. Now, did I then, like, race that person back down? Have I sent messages to them on Facebook or something like that? No, probably. I'm not going to do that because it's not really that important. They probably don't realize that I even called them the wrong name because I had a mask on and we were walking away, you know? So it's like all of these different hang-ups with the communication. But the next time I see them, I might say to them, hey, I called you the wrong last, I called you the wrong name the last time, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I definitely know who you are, that sort of thing. Um, because it's it's like a human reality and i think that that is the that is that becomes like the linchpin of communication is mm-hmm. like do i value this experience between you and i enough to be clear in the way that we're communicating with each other mm. or like here's a thing about me you know like i it took me a while to figure out like my actual speaking voice, you know, mm. and especially in this area, because, you know, I have a I have a different type of slang and different type of cadence and things like that mm-hmm. than people are used to in Vermont and New England in general, um, especially when I first moved up here. And there was somebody who I was with. And eventually I was like, I can't I'm just not going to talk to this person. at all. they don't they don't really respect what it is that I'm even saying, because like, I might finish like a whole explanation of something mm. and the person's like, I don't understand a thing you just said. Well, damn slim. I just talked to you for like four minutes. Like mm-hmm. at what part did you not understand what I was saying to you? Yeah. And Oh, like the whole time. Well, you know where I come from, like you just tell somebody, Hey, you know, I can't really, I can't hear you or I can't mm-hmm. understand you. Like, what are you talking about? That's, that shows respect. That shows like you want to hear what it is that I'm saying. Like, yeah. You value me as a person enough to try to, understand a little bit better about what I'm saying to you you know my name is Mujib like I get Eugene I get Muji all the time like all that different stuff and it's like 
if somebody doesn't value me enough to take that extra second to say like how do you say your name or Mm -hmm. how do you spell that or you know where's that from like those different things that allows me to have clear communication with this Mm -hmm. person then again we just miss each other right and it it feels like it's a it's it can't just be an american thing like it's just got to be a thing that humans do Mm -hmm. where we have this opportunity to like kind of write each other off or Mm. or fill in the blanks for each other you know like i could fill in the blank that this person's name is samantha and just call them samantha all the time Mm -hmm. and maybe they're the type of person that's never going to correct me Mm -hmm. and they're just going to be samantha when i call them samantha they don't care you know yeah my wife's name is Kenzie. People call her Mackenzie all the time. She'll never correct somebody call her Mackenzie. But we put a little check next to your name for that. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> you've known me for four years. You're, You're on the list. Call my wife Mackenzie. We're going to put a check next to your name. And you know that sort of thing. Because at the same time, it's like, you've heard like just ask me like you're hearing me i'm not calling her mackenzie i'm calling her kenzie you know what i mean Um, but at the same time like my folks like kenzie's name is spelled k-e-n-z-i-e my folks spell her name k-i-n-z k-i-n-s-y they all think her name's kenzie you know this but it's a that's just how we say it yeah you know so kenzie oh kenzie yeah cute that's kenzie beautiful you know um but she it's like an endearing thing like you know we there's some people that call her candy yeah. You know, because they think that that's what she's saying when she says my name is Kenzie. They're like, oh, Candy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. I'll be Candy down here and then. Like, yeah. Uh, that sounds cool, that sort of idea, but it's not like a disrespectful thing. Mm. And, you know, if people take that extra step to say, like, or sometimes she'll take that extra step and be like, you know, that's not how you spell my name or that's not how you say my name or something like that. And that's, again, that's a welcoming somebody into the fold. Let me mm-hmm. bring you into the fold. Like, do I value you enough to correct you? Or does it even matter to me? Like, I don't care that you think my name is Muji. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to me. Like, mm-hmm. you're just going to kind of, like, prove yourself as you walk around the world calling me Muji. You know that guy Muji, the kettlebell instructor. Who? <laughs> <So. Ooh. laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's just the names are always a funny thing for me because I have a name that I've never heard anybody else have. And it's only, like, ever people from the other side of the world that are like, oh, Mujib, like the river. Mm. Like, yeah, like the river, exactly. Yeah. And there are other people like, what the fuck is a river, Mujib? You know, yeah. that sort of idea. But, um, yeah, it's in Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, I, I have to mention this because it just kind of makes me laugh. And um, my, my stepdad, I, I love my stepdad. Let's just put it out there because my mom might be listening to this. Um, and he was, he sent me a, a birthday present because my, my birthday was recently. And on the, on the label, it was addressed to Sarah, S-A-R-A. And for those of you out there that may have the name Sarah, we know there's two ways to spell it <laughs> with an H or without an H. And people get pretty like lines are drawn. <laughs> like there's the camp with the H, there's the camp without the H. Both camps think they're right. Both camps think that's the way you spell Sarah. Um, and, and, I, and I get that. So there's, you know, when I see Sarah without an H, I go, well, that's, yeah, that's my name. But, like, it's incomplete. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you haven't finished writing <laughs> or typing. Um, and then the last name was Gray. And my last name is D. Gray. <laughs> so I kind of had to laugh at myself because I'm like, who the fuck is Sarah Gray? <laughs> Sarah without an H, 
gray. <laughs> this and, um, literally is not my name. <laughs> I, I was, and I was just, you know, I was like, this is not my name. And, uh, and, and this is like, this is a repeat offense. And I'm like, my mom and stepdad have been together for 20 years. Mm. This isn't a new relationship. And I'm like, well, you know, he's not, he's not old enough for me to be like, oh, grandpa, you know, he's, he's not, he really isn't. I like, I can't give him that excuse. So then I'm, you know, but you know, whatever. But I definitely, I had a kind of a laugh over it the other day. I was like, who is that? (laughs) I almost felt like I was tampering with mail, but it was my address. I was like, I guess it's close. But, um, but yeah, but yeah, you know, communication too, we can, you know, communication in our particular profession, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we're in, in fitness and communication, you know, no matter what it is you do, communication is, is, is really relevant and important, but certainly, you know, if I'm training with Mujib and I've got a heavy kettlebell in my hand, like we've got to be able to communicate fairly well very clearly yes, <laughs> and very clearly about, um, you know, what's about to happen or, mm-hmm. or what the expectations are and what would you like me to do? And I don't know if you've picked up on this, but you know, you'll, you'll say, you know, 10 of this, five of this, 10 of this, five of this or whatever. And, and I think I usually repeat it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've caught on to yeah, that. If, yeah. I think I'm fairly consistent in that, but it's like important for me totally. when I hear what you say that I say it back. Yeah. And, but it also just helps me mem- remember what right, it is. Right, right. Because on those times when, it, when there's something else going on, then sometimes it's like, wait, what did you just say? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just like that extra, mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to say, and, and, you know, I don't, it, I I at least prove it to myself, like, okay, yes, I like, I know what the task is, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. but I, I, you know, I like doing that in a training situation. Um, But yeah, communication is so important when, you know, especially in our field, like asking someone what to do, what side to do it on, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've, I've been in, I took a yoga class once and, um, oh God help this teacher at like, she would say right when she meant left and the other way around. It just, it got very confusing. (laughs) And it just, I think it got into her brain at one point. And then Mm. it was like, you know, and and I've had those moments personally. So I I totally empathize. But, you know, just little things like that. It's like, okay, what do you want us to do? Where, what, like, you know, and it can be very, you know, hard and confusing for people if they don't have clear instructions, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to moving their body and moving their body if they've got something a weight, right, right. you know, because there's that extra responsibility. <laughs> Which goes into, like, it makes me really think about relationships and how we draw relationships in, especially as fitness professionals in this context. It applies, obviously, to a broader context, too, but it's like, you know, the difference between a 30-person group class mm-hmm. where, you know, it's it's beautiful thing that you know everybody's name like I that's why I love teaching with you because mm. I I see that you know everybody you know like some you're calling names out way across the parking lot now granted some of these people have been coming for a long time mm-hmm. but some of them haven't been coming for a long time and you know as I'm saying this like I'm realizing some of the tricks of the trade like you have a <laughs> list of everybody's <laughs> names written out and you know some of the names on the list too yeah. but you're actually really just good at being able to place people's names with their faces um and so it creates a really welcoming mm. environment you know like when you come for the second time in two months and somebody knows your name and calls your name by mm. your name like it's it's a different mm. welcome thank you wow you remember what my name was i've only been here once and it was two months ago and it was yeah. only like in passing you know yep um 
And so, like, I love that. But I've definitely been in, in environments where an instructor might see somebody nine, ten times. Like, I have a client myself, actually, a one-on-one client. Um, he's like, man, there are people. I go to these group classes, and people still don't know what my name is. I've been going to the group class for three years. Mm-hmm. And the guy is still like, what's your name? That guy. You know, watch this guy. And he's like, my name is Dave. Like, <laughs> you know my name is Dave. You have to know. You you signed me in. Right, you know what right. I mean? Um, but I feel like in certain situations where, once again, it, if we've created a relationship with this person that is minor, it's minuscule, they're a minor player, they're mm-hmm. a pawn in my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't need to remember what their name is. Like, that's that's such an unwelcoming energy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such mm-hmm. a, and it's so felt immediately. And that's what I mean when I go back to what I said a moment ago, where it's like, if I can talk to you for four minutes and you never once stopped to, to ask me to clarify myself and you didn't understand what I was saying, then you must not actually respect what I'm saying. Right. So in communicating with people in the world, it's it for me at least, it's imperative that I am clear with you. It's imperative that I'm understanding what you're trying to communicate to me Mm -hmm. because what you're communicating to me obviously is important enough to you that you're taking the time, the breath and the energy to say it out of your mouth Mm. or to act it out with your actions. And if you're going to present that to me, then the way that I see it myself is that it's my responsibility to honor that. Mm -hmm. And if I don't understand what you're saying, to ask you to clarify. And if I don't, if I'm not picking up on it, then to let you know that I'm not picking up on what you're putting down, you know, Um, it makes me think of people speaking two different languages, not not literally, not like you speak Cantonese and I speak English, but like we both speak English. But in in my version of English, the words that you're saying don't mean what they mean to you Mm -hmm. right or Mm -hmm. like the emotion that you're putting out or the the external expression of the way that you're acting it's like if i'm screaming at you but i tell you i'm not mad Mm. well then what does that mean you know like how 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 is the way that you're expressing not lining up with what you're expressing Mm. and you know again is like the the key to finding that clear communication that to creating that strong relationship is taking the time to understand, again, how can I better comprehend what it is that you're taking the time to put out there, especially if I'm getting mixed signals. Like, Mm -hmm. are you actually mad at me? No, I'm not mad at you. Why would you think that? Well, because to me, X, Y, and Z equals anger. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, damn, I never would have thought that because for me, X, Y, and Z doesn't equal anger. Only anger equals anger. I don't Hmm. know what passive aggression means. Mm. Oh, well, shit. Okay. Well, now we are better communicators now. Yeah. Now we have a stronger relationship because you better understand what it is that I'm putting out there. It, it, you know, I'm in a head, like mostly, what, whatever. I'm in a pretty, pretty heteronormative relationship. Like mm-hmm. I'm a cis man. I have a cis woman who's my partner. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, with that said, there are differences in the way that we communicate with each mm-hmm. other. Right where and I you know I was raised by women so I got this from my folks like there's not there's a level of aggression in which I'm totally fine communicating with that my wife doesn't respond well to at all Mm -hmm. you know and it takes having to take that step back and be like I'm not angry like I'm not actually angry at all you know and what is it in my own internal dialogue that's Mm -hmm. happening that's not allowing me to convey this emotion without 
what seems to this external person who's receiving the emotion as anger, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and again, back to like, how much do I value this relationship? How much am I willing to step back and put my own, my own predefinitions mm-hmm. on the shelf and say, let me come to this communication, this relationship, this table, understanding that I'm only a half of it. Like you're the other half of it. And the things that I'm saying, you're going to receive, you're going to play them through your track and then you're going to mm-hmm. bring them back out, back to the table. So again, it's just like communication, intentional communication, mm-hmm. being deliberate about the way that we're communicating with people and actually taking into account this other person who I'm sitting here trying to communicate with or talk to. Right. You know? It's so, so interesting. A couple of things come up. Um, I, for for me and sort of my past and my upbringing, um, I never saw my parents argue. Um, but then when I was nine, they divorced. So it was, you know, sometimes when we think of divorce, we think, oh, you know, kids must have witnessed, you know, arguments or this or that. We might have preconceived notions about what that even is. Like, what does a divorce look like or what lead, or what is it leading up to the divorce? What is that environment like? But what made it really confusing for me is that um, I never, you know, early on, <clears throat> I never witnessed or was part of relationships where there were there were arguments and then people figured out to get through those arguments, mm. to come to an understanding that you can actually have a pretty heated argument with somebody that you love and care about, and then you can come to a resolution and you can, like, everything can be okay. But part of that is through that communication. And sometimes that communication takes, you know, raised voices or slamming doors or someone's got to go for a walk mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Um, but I spent, you know, a decade in a relationship that I steered clear of confrontation mm-hmm. and arguments. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, I... I I don't know. I thought that healthy relationships were relationships between people that never had an argument, never disagreed, Mm -hmm. which now like for me to say that is like, that's insane. (laughs) (laughs) Like who I can't even think of, of any relationship where there's not some kind of a disagreement on some level, some kind of, especially when you, when we've talked about, I want to be in relationships where people are going to come come to me with the truth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and sometimes that truth is going to be painful or sometimes that truth is going to be holding a mirror up and it's not it's going to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. um so you know kind of learning the art of argument or learning the you know it's to communicate to you know express yourself or you know i i've definitely sometimes the person where i hold back and i you know, sometimes don't always say the things on my mind because I'm like, oh, okay, well, I just want this to be over. I want to find mm-hmm. the resolution. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, or, and really figuring out like how to f- find my voice. And then I found myself in situations where I'm a Sagittarius. So sometimes I can be a little bit quick and short with people and sharp, <laughs> um, especially with people that I care about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what is there sort of that it's, it's, we we hurt the ones we love the most like it's easy to you know or or you you know you live with someone long enough like you know how to get under their skin and those times where I mean we've all done it you're you almost you're like I know how I can piss this person off like I know what to say Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh and you know or whatever but um yeah just like so many levels 
mm-hmm. of that. But like learning how to learning how to argue and survive that, mm-hmm. like be okay with that. It's like you know that you a strong partnership doesn't come from two people thinking the same way about everything mm-hmm. the entire. You know, I heard um, a, a a very wise wise thing said to me recently about or it wasn't said to me directly I I heard it um that if people just think the same like that's a cult mentality Mm -hmm. and they were like I don't want to be in a cult (laughs) 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 you know I want difference of opinion I want to be challenged um you know and certainly I I think ultimately we want to be in relationships of respect Mm -hmm. so you know I'm up for debate. I'm up for like, you know, I, I kind of love verbal sparring. You right. know, at one point I did toy with the idea of becoming a lawyer. I mean, I, there's something about litigation and <laughs> and debate and that I that I love. I wasn't on a debate team in school, but I think, you know, I would have enjoyed it. Um, so I, I do love that. Um, but ultimately that it's a respectful exchange, right. you know, but that you can, you can argue, you can get heated and, and you can you can get to the other side or you can come to an understanding mm-hmm. but it's hard right and it takes being intentional it does you know like it takes an intentionality of wanting to get to the other side right you know yeah um i was having a conversation with somebody it was like around breakfast like making some pancakes and we got to talking about just like this country and the history of this country and you know there was basically like like their perspective was like why are some people so immature and specifically like white men in power sometimes Mm. can come Mm -hmm. off as very adolescent Mm -hmm. you know especially like military background and things like that like there's a lot of bravado that gets put out there that actually can be very deep adolescence you know Mm -hmm. still back into the slapping towels in the locker room mentality you know um and the conversation my my perspective of the of the conversation is because it's like it's very easy for people to be handed everything that they want you know like if you're the oldest son it's easy like you're always the best or whatever mm. like everybody's going to try to kind of like uplift you in that way of of telling you that you're right you know or that like the world is designed that this archetype of person is the right person all the time you know what i mm-hmm. mean um and how that can really stunt somebody's growth personal growth like for instance i was riding with one of my mentees one time and you know i I was coming to take a turn right and i got a 16 year old in the car with me too so i'm not like speeding and i'm on pine street at Mm -hmm. that so i'm like and i'm taking some weird turn you know behind the the yoga studio across Mm -hmm. the street from tom girl and so that's a funny turn you know yeah and and if you come flying around it there could be like carpet trucks coming out people want segways (laughs) around that corner all that stuff like you're not coming in there fast So I'm slowing down to take the turn, the right turn. And this dude is like on my ass, you know, come flies around me, flicking me off and everything like that. Drives past. This is Pine Street, Burlington, Vermont. Like, where are you going? Where are you really going? Like, (laughs) not only where are you going, like out of anger, like trying to get somewhere, but like, where are you going now? You're right in front of me now. Like, and so I say to the mentee, I'm like, that's a grown boy. Yeah. He was mm. like, what? And I was like, that's a grown boy. Like, that, that is an adult boy. Like, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's an adult, probably has wife, probably has kids, probably an asshole to them, too. Like, is just, because to him, 
flicking somebody off and driving away doesn't come with any repercussion or consequence, mm-hmm. you know? Whereas, like, where I'm from, like, it comes with great consequence. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know who it is that you're flicking off. You don't mm-hmm. know who it is that you're you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm from D.C., but I've heard these same stories from people from Springfield, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a girlfriend whose father told me a story one time, very similar sort of thing. Like, guy flicked another guy off at the thing, and then now, now they're at the gas station with a confrontation. Yeah. And so, you know, like, if you come from a place where you know anything can happen at any point in time, then you don't act like an asshole right. unnecessarily. Right. But when you come from a place where nothing could ever happen to you, mm. I can't believe this would happen to me. It's, I'm fine everywhere I go, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, then you can be an asshole to anybody that you want to and mm. you get away with it because everybody knows Brad, he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. He's our asshole. No, not really. That's it, not, we're in 2020 now. You can't just get away with it because right. you're fucking the oldest son or whatever. Um, but my point is, like, in this conversation, and you can even hear it in my voice now, I was getting pretty heated about mm-hmm. it, you know, yeah. because, like, there's historical reason for that, especially in American mm-hmm. men. Like, there's a historical reason for why, like, the white American man can be such an asshole sometimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and why some of them can be assholes all the time, you right. know, that sort of idea. And so I'm getting heated, and I have to take a second and look at this person's face, and I'm like, I'm not mad at you. And they were like, oh, thanks for saying that, because I thought that you were now putting me in that category. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, we're talking about, and I'll be very blunt here, we were talking about fuck shit, like, meaning like we're talking about like nonsense. Like, Mm -hmm. and if I'm talking about nonsense, I'm going to get passionate about it being nonsense. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, you can play devil's advocate without taking on the role of the person who you're trying to advocate for. Mm -hmm. You know, you Mm -hmm. don't have to all of a sudden be the target for my anger. And I think that in conversation, in communication, especially in arguments, sometimes that happens mm-hmm. unknowingly. Yeah. It's like, you know, I can, I can be so passionate about my point and I'm like railing at, railing it, railing it. But you think like maybe I'm railing at you. <laughs> and yeah. in that situation, maybe that person's natural personality, maybe the way that they're going to come naturally is like, well, I'm just going to be quiet and take this. Mm -hmm. you know and then it's a again it's a miscommunication you know and we have to like for me in my relationships I've had to take that extra step to be like what are you really feeling right now Mm. oh well I'm feeling like this like I'm oh well you know I'm I'm not mad at you or like communicating with somebody else like I feel attacked by the way that you're communicating with me like do you mean to be attacking me with what Mm. you're saying right now and they're like no I don't and they're like oh okay well (laughs) <laughs> maybe maybe you want to know that though like maybe it's it it well at least for me in that situation it's important to me enough it's important enough to me to let you know that the way that you're coming off to me is aggressive is attacking it's putting me on the defense mm. it's making me want to come back with that same type of energy mm-hmm. and is that the end goal that we're looking for mm. and nine times out of ten we end up on the other side of that in a better way because it's like oh, well, we're actually talking about the same thing. We just have different words for it. We're actually expressing the same emotion, but through me, it it expresses like this. And that's what we've said before about yin yang. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not all supposed to be the same. Like, that's not how you, you know, we can't all build the right corner. Like, I got to build the right corner. You build the left corner. This person's going to build that corner and the other person's going to build the other corner. Like, we all have to come together with our ideas, with our complete selves as much as possible, especially in a community. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it. Oh, I was just, when you were talking about that, I also just thought of an instance where when 
And when you're in those moments where you're kind of railing about something and, and the person listening, they may offer up, well, did you, you know, and then you like redirect. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) I've definitely done that before. You're supposed to be on my side. (laughs) You know, like I'm just, I'm recount. I've done that way too many times. No, you're, you know, but, uh, you know, and again, like always a, appreciating the people in my life that can check me right. you know totally need it i need that in my life <laughs> right i'm thankful that i had siblings older siblings that could always just check me and mm. my wife is very great at checking me on my shit and being mm. like eh. <laughs> to the extent where i have to be like i don't this is really just my opinion like I'm not an expert on this at all. <laughs> like, I'm going to Google search this real quick before I finish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I am right about this. You know, But at the same time, it's like you know, I, we as individuals have to have the humility to be able to do that mm-hmm. in a conversation. Mm. Um, and that goes back into what I was saying about relationships and the types of relationships that we're trying to cultivate is that with my wife, I'm, I'm cultivating a relationship where we can understand each other mm. as much as possible. So in order for me to be a part of that relationship of us understanding each other. I have to understand myself too. Mm, so true. Know? And I have to understand the way that I communicate best or worse, you know? Oh, okay. So that, that actually just a little light bulb or sparked an, sparked an idea. Um, in thinking about the language that we use to speak to ourselves mm-hmm. and not necessarily that we're speaking out loud to ourselves. Although I do love talking to myself in the car, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, just when we're alone with our thoughts, the things that, how we treat ourselves, the, the language and the way that we communicate. Um, and I, I saw something the other day that was, that was in the spirit of, you know, talk to yourself how you would talk to a best friend mm. or talk to somebody that you really care about. Because we all, we, we all have these tendencies, I think, to the negative self-talk or when we can be the harshest critic or the worst to ourselves. Um, and I know I've been that way at times and you take a step back and it's like, God, like I would never say what I just thought about myself. I wouldn't say that to someone else. I would think, Oh my gosh, I'm thankful that I'm in a place where I'm trying to constantly practice a better inner self, inner dialogue and, and the way that I talk to myself. But I think that's a really important piece of, you know, communication. Totally. Yeah. And I think that, that a lot of the times that's what comes out in the way that folks communicate with each other. And I'm speaking for my own self, like when I haven't known enough about the way that I'm talking to myself, Mm -hmm. then those situations where I get into disagreements with people that, that angst or that pent up anger that I might feel about my own self Mm -hmm. is kind of the root. And maybe it doesn't come out as anger towards that other person. Maybe it actually, my anger towards myself comes out as meekness Mm. towards the other person Mm -hmm. or, or sadness or quick, you know, I'm ready to just do what you say, you know what I mean? That Mm -hmm. sort of idea. So know thyself comes back to it, you know, know thyself and judge thyself Highly, I guess, you (laughs) know, like I had a friend of mine, she said it best. She's like, nobody's ever treated me as good as I treat myself. Like Mm -hmm. nobody's ever given me nicer gifts. Nobody's ever cooked me better food. Nobody's ever treated me better sexually. Like Mm -hmm. I owe it to myself to be good to myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because we're so quick to be good to other people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's there's a level of authenticity that has to come with 
the reciprocal. Like it's again, it's the yin yang. I can't just be good to you and be shitty to myself. Right. It's like I said earlier today. It's like because eventually, the shit's gonna go bad, and I'm gonna be just as shitty to you as I am to myself. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In this best of best, best of the best situation, I can be shitty to myself and still be nice to you. Mm. But as soon as we get intertwined, tight, 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 now, now we're sharing a life or a space. You're gonna catch it. Mm. You'll get you'll get all that anger that I have for myself. And we've all seen relationships go that bad, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden this person's not who I thought they were. Right. You know, well, it's because they're probably not who they think they are. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're not like meaning like they're not presenting to you how they actually think they are. Mm. You know what I mean? And that could be egotistical. Mm-hmm. They might actually think that you're a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But because they want something from you, they're not going to tell you that. Right. You know, and that again, that goes back into my own my own situation. Like I deal with people in that sense. Like if you don't respect if you can't look at me as a person and respect what I've done to get to where I'm at, then you're probably going to miss something right. that's important that I have to say to you. Right. You know what I mean? I was working with these youths the other day, and I loved, I love the youth because they're like, <laughs> they really just are like trying to call bullshit the whole time. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm, it's this very basic concept that I do where it's like, you got a good movement, you have a a medium poor movement and then you have a bad movement Hmm. and if you're like an exercise movement Mm -hmm. and if you're if you're gonna do a a set of 15 repetitions Mm -hmm. right and you don't know what you're doing then each repetition is gonna get checked off in one of those categories either that's a good one that's a medium one that's a bad one if I'm doing 15 then maybe out of that set of 15 like my last five I'm really really tired and they look really bad so I've logged five bad repetitions Mm -hmm. and then Maybe in the middle, they were all right. And I, maybe so, maybe in that set of 15, I got like three good reps. I got, you know, eight middle reps and then I got four bad reps, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful of like at the end of your workout, how many good reps are you logging? How many middle reps are you logging? How many bad reps are you logging? And, and then I was like, and then the flip side is like, so, you know, I drew this whole chart on the board as I do. <laughs> it's like checks in the good, checks in the middle, checks in the bad. And then I just inversed it. I was like, and all of a sudden you can just end up with like most of your checks in the bad and mm. no checks in the good. And the kid was like, wait, 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 wait. And like shut me down like that, you know, <laughs> and was like, when's the situation that that would ever happen? And like, I'm a kettlebell lifter, right? And I'm a kettlebell trainer, right? Yeah. So like. Sometimes people have no idea how to lift a kettlebell. Yeah. It's just the truth. So I was like, well, if you don't know what you're doing and you just think like no pain, no gain is the best thing to do, then you might end up doing 15 worthless reps. Right. And have a soreness in the front of your shoulder that you think is supposed to be there. Right. But it's not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, after an hour session of like just kind of chiming on this sort of paradigm shifting idea because again it's like the no pain no gain mentality i said to somebody earlier today i said well you know it's like if you're bumping into the walls every time that you're running down a hallway right so you're supposed to be sprinting um and we're doing hallway sprints right Mm -hmm. you're sprinting down the hallway but like you know every five steps like you're smashing into the wall smashing your elbow into the counter you know all these different things then at the end of the workout you're like oh man it's a great workout like i'm sore like my shoulder's sore like my elbow's sore like my, my knee is sore it's like well you're you're actually just sore from hitting the wall. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you're not sore from the sprints. Like when you when you stop hitting the walls, you're going to be sore from the actual running that's happening, you right. know? And by the end of the session, like I, I was able to explain that idea to the kid. And, the, and you know, I 
pointed to the board. I was like, now do you understand? He was like, I get it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, it's right. like, it's pretty basic concept. But again, it comes from that place. It comes from a great place for the kid because he's like questioning mm-hmm. yeah. the adult. Like, don't just trust what I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. Ask me. I want that. Engage with it. But it, we have this now relationship that is this kid bringing to the table his questions and me welcoming his questions and giving him answers. Yeah. So again, if I was egotistical about what I hold on to, the knowledge that I have or my experience, then I might just like, whatever, kid, you don't know. You just got to listen to me. But in reality, mm. no, I'm trying to cultivate a relationship in which you can trust the things that I'm saying to mm. you, not just because I'm the adult and you're supposed to listen to me or in in a different situation, right? Not just because I'm the man and mm-hmm. I know best or not just because I'm your father, or your partner, or your, you know, not mm-hmm. just for these other reasons, but because I've taken the time to meet you halfway right. to say, this is your concern. This is where I can meet you with your concern. And this is how we can get to the other end of this thing through clear communication, right. through intentional communication. You know, it, just, it makes me think of the, the worst phrase ever is because I said so. Oh my God. And you know, I don't, and I don't know, maybe it's being a child of the eighties the mm. um, or having, you know, heard that, here and there it wasn't a full-on parenting style thankfully but I definitely you know it was present um when I was coming up um but yeah it's like you want to cultivate that curiosity and build that trust you know I think it's great if you know if youth or whoever you know that that they're asking a question or why or want to know more Mm -hmm. that should be celebrated you know instead of just you know blindly following right. something or you know because I said so or because you know again it sort of has to do with how we shape our perceptions of authority figures even for mm-hmm. example um you know we we had a conversation we were um during our training session where you mentioned going to the dentist mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and sort of in that communication that this the dentist seemed perfectly fine to make themselves comfortable without securing your level of comfort or what you were okay with. Mm. And that's a, that's a relationship. I mean, that if someone's going into your mouth with power tools, (laughs) like they've got some power over (laughs) you quite literally. Um, It would behoove them to make sure that you are comfortable and okay Mm -hmm. with the process, you know? Um, So, similarly again you know when we're in a training situation it's like um and we kind of joked about it in that session that you know I know that you know you and I have a relationship and you've gotten to know me in in the course of not just what we're doing here today but in the course of our training relationship and that you can push me and say okay we're going to work with 25 pounds today we're going to work with 30 pounds or whatever it is um but we've built that sort of trust and understanding and that you know either I've showed you that I'm ready and, you know, we've sort of gone step by step by step to kind of inch our way forward. Um, but I, I, you know, especially in those, in a personal training relationship, it's making sure it's not about your comfort. You know, if I'm the client, it's like, okay, let's make sure that you're comfortable with what I'm about to ask you to do and set up the environment, you know, for that. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting. I did, you know, I I found that really interesting that in that clinical setting, you know, like, what (laughs) it reminds me of like a barber telling you the haircut they're gonna give you right you'd be like well no i don't want that and then be like no no." this is my first time i hope that's okay (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of situations. And just like you know, showing showing empathy, you know, making sure that, especially if there's just sort of a, that that sort of built-in authority, mm-hmm. right in that structure, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and those relationships can be taken advantage of, and and they are right. all the time, all right. across the board, you know, whether it's through, you know, race, gender sexual orientation like they are there are structures of power where people are you know constantly employing these kind of tactics if you will that's the best way to put it the tactics tactics again Um, intentionality yeah but you know in 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 closing i just you know i love this conversation once again we could go we could go on and on and on started a whole nother hour long conversation (laughs) isn't that something that you just said so i'm excited Uh, to get into that that we gotta have part two because we didn't there's more there's so much more to we didn't even talk about written communication or you know that's a whole other level communication through text versus (laughs) voicemail oh my god all of that intentionality versus impact like you know oh oh, there's just there's so much because you know that's I'm sure we can. Rec- I'm sure there's a million podcasts on c- the subject of communication <laughs> um, because it's so deep. But um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of want to come full circle and just come back to to where I said that th- this one particular listener did find that our communication styles were. Uh, she was she liked it. She mm. it was easy to listen to. <laughs> um, I love it. Which which is very cool. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm looking at the time and I I'm know, like, I can looking- easily just say something else in regards to that. But I will actually. It is because we're intentional mm. and we both have a respect for each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a respect for you that makes me want to hear what you have to say. Same. So I'm not going to speak over you or cut you off or, 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 dominate the conversation with my standpoints mm. because I want to know what your standpoints are. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and same. And and you know, if we can just pat ourselves on the back a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do we are going to do a year in review. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to do that next week. Um but I I I do love sort of the rhythm and the way it's it kind of feels like a game of tennis, but like a friendly. Um, you know, and just kind of, you know, I hit the ball over to you or or maybe basketball, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, we just kind of keep passing it back. And there's something always that I find when I'm listening to you that turns on something for me and vice versa. And that's that's what makes this so fun and and why it, you know, whips and whines the way that it does, mm-hmm. which is, again, is very natural. I mean, I'm going to remind you guys that there, there's no edits. This is this is one take. Um, and so it's just, just very cool. So I always thank you for for your respect and your ear. And, uh, and yeah, and how lucky we are to get to do this. Awesome. Yeah, you're always <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Yeah, so you guys have an awesome, awesome rest of your day. As a reminder, my name is Sarah with an H, D. Gray. <laughs> my name is Mujib with a B at the end. <laughs> exactly. We hope you guys have an awesome day. Take care. <laughs>